Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Unfolded Hearts Talk, a production of Unfolded Hearts Ministries, a nonprofit organization of biblical counsel and spiritual formation, a ministry dedicated to equipping, encouraging, and teaching. You can find us on the web at www.unfoldedhearts.org. Well, good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us this morning. The distributor of the Hobbits, who enjoys making comfortable Christians late for dinner. She's an resort from the Crazy Man and other adventures traveling with Jesus. And you'll find Lori at her website at www. Lori and it's R O E. L E V E L D dot com roll the belt on her and on her front porch writing. And if not, she's known um she's married and a mother of two homeschooled adults who are off somewhere slaying dragons. I love that, Lori. Good morning. Hi, how are you, Deb? Good. Thank you for joining us this morning. We really appreciate that. Well, thanks. I'm thrilled to be here. Good. And I know um, for our listeners, for some of our listeners, we're calling from the Carolinas, and Lori is located in Rhode Island this morning. So I love uh, the diversity of how um, God uses all things to bring him glory. So um, I think that this is neat that we can reach many people this way. <laughs> it Absolutely. Extends our arms. Is good for yes. something. <laughs> yes, it extends our arms and reach and reach. Well, why don't you start, let's start by, um, if you can, just give us a little bit of background on your relationship with Jesus, um, and let's start there, and as we, you know, as a little springboard, we'll uh, move into jumping about talking about your book. Sure. Uh, well, I accepted Jesus years ago, before I was five, I was around three or four, and I responded to an altar call at the end of a Billy Graham, televised Billy Graham crusade. So I actually went forward in front of the black and white television in my living room and accepted Jesus. Um, you know, I, t- I took our relationship very seriously from a, a young age. Uh, we were a church going home, but it wasn't necessarily a home when I was growing up that was Christ-centered. Uh, both my parents now love the Lord, but um, at the time I grew up and felt very alone in following my faith, but... Um, was very serious about it and just have loved the Lord ever since. And I, from the time I could read, I loved reading his words. So that's sort of the genesis of my relationship with him. Wow, that's that's really neat. And then tell us a little bit about your family. I live in Rhode Island with my husband, Rob. We've been married. Um, we'll be, it'll be 27 years this month. Now that you mm. it's 27 years this month. And we um, live in Rhode Island, uh, across the street from my parents. That's not where we've always lived, but we moved there about four years ago. So uh, moved back to the small town I grew up in. I have two children. Uh, Zach is 26, and Hannah is 22, and Zach is out 
making his way in the world, working very happily. And Hannah is graduating from college on Sunday and planning to be married in December. Wow, very nice. We just had one graduate from college ourselves. And then we have another one graduating from high school. So I know the um, it's really a blessed and encouraging time, too. Yeah, big life changes. Yeah. Then, and then you have another uh, jumping into the wedding there. That'll be beautiful. I'm sure you'll be a beautiful mother of the bride. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Yeah, that's my next thing, having to find a mother of the bride dress. <laughs> not not yeah. my most exciting yeah. adventure to come. Yeah. <laughs> get uh, folded into your blog writing as well. So tell us a little bit about some background there. Um, You cut out a little bit, Deb, asking me about my blog writing or my background in writing. Yes, yes. I was saying um, I'm sure your upcoming uh, wedding and the transitions that you have going on in your life will probably be enfolded into some of your blog writing in the future. But I was asking for some, um, a little bit of history um, from when the blog started. Sure. I started in 2008, and um, to be honest, I didn't want to blog. Um, Anybody out there who's um, trying to be a Christian writer knows that people say you need to have a web presence, you need to write a blog. Um, At the time, I wanted to just be a novelist. I didn't want to start any kind of blog, but that seemed to be the instruction not only from people in the business, but also from the Lord, was to begin writing this blog. But I was a little frustrated because writing a blog was something that I knew I wanted to do with excellence if I was going to do it, but it seemed like a lot of work. And um, I really wasn't confident being from Rhode Island that I would end up being able to impact many people um, with the the writing. Um, So I started, though, prayerfully, and I really um, prayed a lot about what I might uh, blog about and you know so I really saw the passion that the Lord's given me which is for people to be to go deeper with the Lord and so originally the blog was called Deeper with Jesus in Rhode Island and uh, I started off I know that my best friends read it to my parents and my my family but for a long time I had about 30 followers at a time and but I kept writing I Jerry Jenkins had had really impressed me when I've attended writing conferences he has a a very strong work ethic. Um, he believes in just following the Lord, at Lord's leading, and taking all your writing seriously and doing it with, with excellence. So I worked hard at doing the blog with excellence and trusting that the Lord would um, work through it. And, um, and he has. He's shown me uh, you know, a million different ways that even a small-time blogger can have a big impact on others for Christ. So that's been a revelation to me. And so what started off as something I sort of did uh, um, begrudgingly, now I feel like that's more a direction for my writing ministry than writing novels or even writing books uh, because of the, the impact that the Lord showed me he can have through that. And share, if you will, just um, a little bit about when you discovered you were having impact. Like, how did you, um, tell us a little about that. Sure. So there have been a couple of times. One time I know that, um, you know, one thing I've learned is that just like Ananias, when he was called to the street called Straight, 
um, he had to have the faith to just go impact one man, impact Paul, and then clearly Ananias impacted the world through the impact with one man. So I've learned that there are different um, writers and movie producers or um, other, you know, big-time bloggers. Some of them have read my blog and let me know that they were impacted by something that I wrote. Um, There was one time when a woman made a comment on my blog. I posted a blog post called... um, Refusing the Cure, and it was about how some people will just always choose evil, and that's hard for us as Christians to understand, but we need to accept that. The woman in Colorado made a comment on it um, a couple hours later about how she was so impressed with my writing, she wanted to give up her own writing. And when I saw that the next morning, I was very concerned about that. I wanted to encourage her to keep her story going. So I followed the links to her blog, what I learned was that a couple hours after she had written, read my post and written that comment, she and her teenage daughters went to see um, the new uh, Dark Knight Rising movie that was in the theaters in Aurora, Colorado. And so they were there when um, the man came in and shot at the theater. And she and her daughters, oh um, by the Lord's grace, got out of the theater. But um, she had been thinking about the blog, and she thought about the, God's providence, and so then she wrote a post the next day that was read by you know, a million people um, just proclaiming the gospel through that event. So that was a powerful lesson to me. I had actually written on her blog, this is why you never give up, because you don't know when God's going to give you the story um, that he wants you to share. So then wow, last, yeah, that it was a big lesson for me. And last March, that 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 uh, post going viral happened to me too. When I wrote a post about um, some Christians in North Korea who'd been sentenced to be executed, um, called "They'll Be Dead by Morning." What difference will it make? I wanted to sort of explore in my own thoughts with the Lord and with others, like what difference does it make in our lives here in America that there are people being executed for our faith in other parts of the world. we They don't have freedom. We have freedom. What are we doing with our freedom? Um, what are we, you know, are we exercising this freedom to the maximum capacity in their honor? And that post was eventually read. It's still being read, but it was over the, over the course of a few days, it was read by over a million people. And that's when the Lord, you know, just impressed on me. I don't have a very big starting place in the writing world. It's called a platform. I don't have this enormous platform, but God isn't limited by that. When he wants a message to get out, he decides to send it out. And so that was just another huge lesson for me, to just ignore the numbers and to be faithful to the Lord and to write and to speak what he leads us to do. Yeah, that is really encouraging. And I that is very encouraging, I'm sure, and not only to me, but I'm sure our listeners as well, because that has a lot of lessons enfolded in that right there. And if you do um, want to join Lori's blog, um you can on her website too, www.lorirolleval.com. And she's also um, on most social media. She's on Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, uh, Goodreads, and YouTube. You can find her there. So all you have to do is Google her name and you will have access to her. <laughs> so um, again, the spelling on her last name for those listening on the podcast is R-O-E-L-E-V-E-L-D. Thank you. And, you know, um, you were talking about just being, I'm jumping into your book here. Um, I know um, as you have on your um, information here, um, the the book 
rolled over from your blog, but I was just thinking that um, as you were talking about just being faithful in the little, if you will, um, mm-hmm. it's kind of, and I know your book is a, uh, based on David, but I thought that's interesting that you, even God had you almost preparing you like a David as well, you know? Absolutely. I, I think that's why I resonate with David so much. When I was growing up, there weren't too many more ways I could have been weird in the 60s and the 70s. I was, <laughs> I, I was studious and I loved Jesus. I would bring my Bible to school and read it in my spare moments. Um, I was chubby. I was unpopular. So I was, I was a very, you know, because of all the ways that I was weird, I also had a lot of alone time in my um, my childhood and my teenage years. So I would spend hours alone with the Lord reading the Bible. I had my own hymnal. That's how weird I was. I had my own hymnal when I was that age, and I'd put the hymnal and my journal and my Bible and my bike basket and just go down to a pond in our small town and worship the Lord and study his word and just be alone with him. Um, so I know that um, I think about that with King David, all the years he spent shepherding just prepared him for the life that God had planned for him ahead. And um, that's where his relationship with the Lord was forged. And I feel like in the loneliness of my childhood, that's where the Lord um, just cemented our relationship in, in so many deep ways that um, are, you know, just I see the fruit of that in my life in my 50s now. Yes, yes. And um, and it does seem like even in that, that he drew that out, even before you knew he was preparing you, yet he was. And that is like our... man. I'm sorry, say that again, the the mic cut out one more time. Oh, I was just asking you to share a little bit about um, running from the crazy man about your book. Sure. So um, these are, a lot of the chapters were uh, original to the blog, they were blog posts, but they, they all come together in the idea that there's a lot of times when our faith, it doesn't make sense that we're following Jesus. Um, it's a book I wrote for Christians, and especially for Christians who've been loving the Lord for a long time, but have had to endure um, a series of difficult times in their lives. Um, it can be frustrating, and you can feel as though um, it doesn't always make sense to follow Jesus. So each of the chapters is, uh, you know, addresses a different challenge that we have. Um, the first one that the book was named for, called Running from a Crazy Man, talks about how David had a promise from God. He was anointed to be king. And so he had every confidence at one point to think he was on a straight path to the throne um, until Saul's spear came flying in his head and suddenly that's what he was doing. All he was doing was running from a crazy man. So many of us feel that we have promises on our lives in, uh, that were from the Lord and yet things come up like um, cancer or a child's addiction or um, division in the church or just depression or financial devastation. And suddenly we think, all right, this is all that my life is about. I'm supposed to be going in this direction, and instead I'm just running from a crazy man. Um, And my belief is that God, you know, just as he knew what was going on with David, he knows what's going on with us. So this is a book to um, encourage people. Um, There are chapters on following Jesus in the wake of betrayal, following Jesus when you're just trying to get through the day, following Jesus when you're enduring extreme stress, when feeling useless, um, 
following Jesus from a warrior's heart. Um, just an encouragement that there are hard times, and just because hard times come doesn't mean that God's plan for you has been thwarted or that he doesn't see and know where you are. Um, and, and it doesn't mean that he's changed his plans for that promise in your future. It's just he's taking you by a path that you didn't expect. Yeah, that's really good. Now, how did you, um, do you have a lot of different people coming to your, um, to not only your blog, but I don't know if, you, if you've if you gotten feedback from your book or not that are Christians and non-Christians, just from the title of it, because I think that that would draw, um, you know, people, I mean, we're living in crazy times, really. <laughs> so yeah. um, I think, I would think that the, just the title alone of your book would draw draw many people. Yeah, I do. Like, I, I love that it's it's resonating with Christians, and it's like you said, it's also resonating with people who don't know the Lord or or who have been sort of, sort of sitting on the sidelines, not sure if they fit into church because their lives were messy. Um, there's a lot of humor in the book, and I also sort of refer to you know I'm I'm very part of our culture. I, I, you know, I I love the Lord, but. I also watch television, and uh, so there are references in here to sort of an old television show, Star Trek. I have a, um, a chapter on Klingon Christians, which are Klingons are a, <laughs> a race on a fictional race on Star Trek. But um, I, you know, I refer to sort of our modern culture because I think that uh, I see Jesus trying to communicate with us from every avenue. Um, there's one um, there's one blog post uh, one chapter sorry about um, that was inspired by the television show Once Upon a Time, which is very popular with people. It's uh, about a fairy tale village, and um, and I just see the Lord speaking to us through all these different avenues. Wherever people are, the Lord is trying to reach us, and so um, I, I tried to incorporate that along with some humor uh, into the book and. Um, and I think that that's what's drawing um, Christians and non-Christians alike. Yeah, that's very good. I know um, I did read the first chapter of your book. She asked, Lori, um, and I don't know if that's, I don't know if you have, uh, um, you have to let our listeners know if there's a cutoff on that, because I know people will be listening to the um, this podcast at different times and different seasons. And we are, uh, it is May 15th um, today. So I, I know when I went to her, her blog and um, subscribed to it, I was sent the first chapter. So I don't know if that ever, I don't know if you're having a cutoff is what I'm going to, um, just, just in case the listener is listening six months down the line. Um, yeah. I, yeah. So I don't know if that will be available or not available, but it is available now. <laughs> So, yeah, no, it is um, available. It's also on Amazon. You can get the first chapter. Okay, okay. So that's excellent. So that, um, so that was very good, and I liked that. Um, Cut off again. Sorry, it was. I liked that. Um, the chapter was almost like a little devotional with the with thought intended behind it. Yes. Yes, every chapter yeah. has it's very every chapter is very short. They're um usually less than a thousand words, so they're they can be read kind of quickly and they end with um it's called ponder the perplexities. So there are thought questions or um discussion questions and then a point to remember. So I ha you know, I have scripture references you can look up. I've I've visited a couple of groups that are 
have been using this. A couple of women's studies have been using this book for their discussion times. And and I, what I care about a lot is that people, you know, it always bothers me if people are focusing so much on someone's book that they're not getting into God's word. And so at the end of each of my chapters, I don't want my voice to be the last voice in your head at the end of the chapter. I want God's voice to be that last voice in your head. So there's usually, a, you know, a scripture for you to look up so that, um, maybe what I wrote starts a conversation between you and God, but uh, I'm praying that the, that conversation will continue with the two of you through Scripture. Yeah, I really did like the um, at the end of it when you did write ponder. Sorry, okay, cut out again. Example. Oh, yeah. You, um, I appreciated. Yep, I appreciated what you wrote at the end because it helped me think, well, now where are you at with this? And right. um, and to draw a little bit more out from the reader. And then also I liked the scripture reference. Um, just to ponder on that a little bit more, you know, take it a little deeper because sometimes in doing even um, Bible reading or reading scriptures, we're just like skimming the surface. It's like going across the buffet bar. You're just looking at all that's there, but you're not really digesting and taking it in, you know? Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So that was very good. I liked the scripture references that you had just to ponder on that a little bit and let it soak in and take residence, you know? Good. I'm glad that that worked for you. I remember, um, you know, when I first got to Christian college, uh, I had grown up in a in a church that was didn't have a solid teaching, probably as as other churches, and so there was a lot I didn't know when I got to Christian college. Um, somebody asked me when I got there if I if I did devotions. I had no idea what it was, so this person kind of led me to feel that maybe I wasn't a Christian because I didn't do devotions. Um, and I didn't understand. I spent hours a day reading my Bible and talking to the Lord. So, but then I heard about this devotions thing I was supposed to have. So I went to the bookstore and bought a devotional, which you know had a, a scripture verse and a little teaching. And so I brought that home and did it. And I thought, man, that's not, you know, like maybe I'm doing it wrong. That wasn't very much time with the Lord. So I went back and bought five devotionals that I you know, would use throughout the day. And, uh, you know, then eventually it didn't take me too long to realize, like, oh, wait, the whole point of the devotional is to do what I have been doing growing up and spending time with the Lord. So maybe I have yeah. been doing devotionals, just not the way that that yeah. particular person had defined it. Yeah, and that's very good that you shared that, too, because I think sometimes in your right we can think this means that I'm doing it right because I think that there's something – uh, within us, we want to know that we're connecting right or, you know, just answering that question, yeah. are, are we enough? Are we doing? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, tell us a little bit about your education. You mentioned that a little bit um, and just your background with them. Sure. I attended, um, it, it was called Barrington Christian College. It's now, it's since merged with Gordon College in Massachusetts, but I attended Christian College and my degrees in psychology and biblical studies. Um, I spent um, 
a lot of years working at runway shelters after college, uh, working at group homes for um, kids at risk, and then um, I started a, a program called the Youth Diversionary Program here in Rhode Island before I um, decided to stay home and homeschool my kids for a bunch of years. And now I'm back working. Um, I have a day job working with at-risk uh, families that are at risk or who are uh, losing their kids to the state or who have a child with a serious emotional disorder. So that's what I do during my, my daytime hours, and then I write on the um, the other hours of my life. Good, very good. And you also offer workshops. Can you, writers workshops, and can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I do. I love to speak to um, women's groups and encourage other believers. So um, recent, most recently I've been doing a talk called Jesus and the Beanstalk, which is also um, sort of the foundation of my next book about um, about growing up in Christ. Um, I, I unpack the teachings in Second Peter one um, about and talk about the the eight qualities that Peter says um, need to be ours in increasing, um, ever increasing in order to be fruitful Christians. So I talk about those as um, unlocking the magic of of those beings, those qualities in our life that Peter encourages us to have. Um, so I do a lot of speaking with, with women's groups and retreats. I love to do that. I do some creativity workshops. Um, I teach on blogging, on, on blogging beyond platform. Uh, when, I, when I came to blogging, it was all about creating a platform for my books, but I, and I have a renewed vision, as I said, for blogging. So I'll be at um, Blue Ridge Mountain Christian Writers Conference in the week, to, um, in the week ahead. I leave on Sunday to um, go teach on on that and also on nurturing the, a creative Christian soul. Um, what are the specific needs that um, cre- creative Christians have um, for nurturing their relationship with Jesus? Oh, that's very good. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? I know a lot of creative people, usually creative people listen to, honestly, listen to uh, internet radio. So, um, Oh, there you go. You- well, yeah. yeah, I you know, I feel like like we almost have creative Christians, uh, you know, because we're, we're I believe and I believe that all Christians have a spark of creativity because we were made in our father's image and he's a creator. Um but those of us who are really focusing on that creative bent in many ways we need to have almost a double devotional life with the Lord. Um one is where we're coming to him as a disciple and the other is where we look at scripture and we're paying a lot of times when we come to scripture we're paying attention to what happens or the way people are reacting to God. I think creative people need to go to Scripture and pay attention to God. Like in Genesis 1, for example, we're all, we all look at, you know, God created this on this day and this is what he did on this day. If you look at what God, the action verbs um, of God in just in Genesis 1, you can see the process of creativity. And for a creative Christian, that can inform What's my process? You know, let me pay attention to God's process. As I write stories, I want to pay attention to how did Jesus tell a story? When did he tell a story? To whom did he tell stories? So, you know, there's that approach to the Lord as, a, as, a, as we follow him as creators. He's the master creator. But then there's also sort of pitfalls, spiritual pitfalls that can happen to creative Christians, jealousy of other people, um, we do a lot of work alone. How do we make decisions alone with the, you know, with the Lord about our um, creativity? Um, so there are a lot of, I think, specific needs to creative people. How do we not make our creativity an idol? How, if I'm a musician or a writer, 
how do I not just be coming to the Lord for inspiration instead of coming to the Lord for the Lord? So those are the kinds of things that I talk about in that workshop. That's very good. Now, are any of your workshops, um, and thank you for sharing that. Oh, I lost it again. Is there a way um, other than being... Oh, Deb, I'm sorry. Your mic's cutting out. Okay. Oops, I'll let you there. Okay. Yes. Yes, uh, I'm sorry. I think you asked me how to workshop. access those workshops. <laughs> yes. Yeah, on, on my website, there's a speaking page, and so that tells how to reach me. There's um, there's a page for my general speaking ministry and a page for the writing creativity workshops, and there are little contact sheets on there that you can just um, complete, and the email will come to me, and I'll and I'll reach out to you, and we'll set up a time for me to show up at your at your group. Okay, very good. Thank you. I just want to, um, our live listeners are, are going to be leaving us in a few seconds, but you just stay put for a second. Lori, I'm going to have you pray um, for all of our listeners, and then I'm going to Um, book and subscribe to Okay, can I have you pray for our listeners this morning as we end? I just want to thank you for joining us this morning, Laura. Thanks, Deb. I'd be thrilled. Yes, and Lord, um, I do appreciate it. All right, thank you. Lord Jesus, I just want to um, come to you on behalf of, of everyone who is hearing this podcast or this live radio. I pray, Lord, that you would um, just let them hear just your voice for them. Um, let no other voices interfere with um, their just hearing from you, Lord, through your word, uh, through the inspiration of this uh, radio ministry. Father, I pray that um, each one of those people would just come closer to you, go deeper with you, Lord, be inspired to be on their own adventure. Anyone, Lord, who's been facing just... Um, a time that they've had to endure or that they felt like they've just been discouraged, they've pulled off to the side of the narrow road and they're not sure how to get going again. Father, pray that you would remind them that you see them, that you have continued your vision for them, that you know right where they are, and that they would be encouraged to get back up and continue to move deeper and deeper into your heart, into the adventure of life with Jesus Christ. Um, In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us, Lori. Again, I thank you for your time and just sharing your heart and your story. Um, and um, and in regards to the book, just all the different facets that that covers. And I know, um, you know, writing is like pouring your heart out. So <laughs> I do yeah. appreciate that. And I know. Yeah, I know many other people do too, and I know that God uh, will bless you. I just want to pray for you, Lord. I thank you um, for Lori, Lord, that you would bless and establish the work of her hands, 
And Lord, I thank you, Father God, that um, that what she finds to do with the work of her hands is suitable um, and gainful for your kingdom and for her household, Lord. And we just pray, um, we just pray a blessing of great grace, Lord, as each each person in their home yields to your grace, Lord. I pray, Father God, um, that they would know and a real that you would manifold your great grace to them, Father. And we thank you, Lord, that you um, just even protect her as she travels, Lord, and all upcoming events that they have in their home. Have a blessed day. All right. Thank you so much for your ministry, Deb. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.